0: candy my inbox is a fucking oasis right now it's not even oasis. fun <laughs> oasis
1: good evening. welcome to two
2: maddening hours of horror and fright <laughs> Oh gosh, cash, I guess. I mean, it's not deductible, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to
3: them. Children of the
1: night. What music they make. This is a fantasy being killed. I'm running this
3: fucking corner!
1: Hi, I'm Candy, the final girl. Aren't you even going to kiss her goodbye? Nope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Sean of the Dead. Son of a bitch must pay.
1: And tonight on the House That Screams Horror Business Edition, we are talking about the John Carpenter-directed 1986 film, Big Trouble in Little China. We have Nico Nice.
0: It's all in the reflexes.
3: (laughs) We have Crystal. Crystal. Jack, what? I'm supposed to buy this shit? Two thousand years, he can't find one bra to fit the bill. Come on, Dave, you must be doing something seriously wrong.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: and Dave Gurman,
4: Hollow, hollow. Fuck it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, who would like to start us off tonight?
0: I mean, I will because it's been a minute since I've been on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, have at it. And, and real quick, just for the listeners, I mean, I know typically like you used, to, I, I, I'm in the process of moving, so it's just been a whole big ass thing. So I'll be back <laughs> regularly once we're all settled into the new place, which is this weekend we finally move in. So yeah, you know, moving does suck.
4: Moving, moving is the second worst thing moving you'll ever do tables. aside from painting a room.
1: Yes, <laughs> or setting
0: moving up more. a room. Yeah, moving, yeah. Room. moving room. sucks. Um, So I didn't see this when it first came out in theaters, but I saw it when it hit VHS when I was a kid um, shortly after I think this was like one of the few, like I think it came right to VHS after the initial um, theatrical release because it was a bomb. Another one for another
1: carpenter bomb.
0: Yeah. Which is weird because now over 30 years later, the movie's so actually almost 40 at this point. It's, it's so beloved now um i don't know i I always say like i feel like we're in the minority most of us that since we grew up on these and i feel like we're the ones that kind of kept these movies alive and kept them going and passing them on to our friends to our kids to the new generation of whatever um i love this the first time i saw it because it was right up my alley this this had kurt russell it had comedy it had horror it had fantasy, it had sci-fi, and most importantly, it had martial arts. Yeah. Which is, which is a big, big thing for me because you don't know, understand, like when I said it before on the show, I, you know, growing up in New York in the Bronx, um, we grew up where Fox 5 was showing like the drive-in theater on Saturday afternoons after they were showing like the cartoons and the DJ cat show. And we grew up on the old school Shaw Brothers like kung fu movies. So the fact that the guy that did Halloween did this hybrid genre and it's a genre bending movie. There's not really one specific genre that the movie fits into Very much
1: like they live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think even more so because this one crosses over because it has a lot of the, the, um, you know, like the Asian flavor, the Asian, you know, cinema, like you can, you can tell like, you know, Carpenter is a student of the game with this movie. I think even more than Halloween or, the thing or escape from new york um i feel like this was like his fun movie like his fuck it like it's going to probably bomb anyway let's just do what the fuck i want to do <laughs> and i honestly it it worked for so many of us because we grew up on it i mean it, we know the characters we you know martial arts like i said and i'm kind of getting tongue tied here it's just to kind of go back we grew up watching those those kung fu flicks on on fox 5 and growing up in new york with the last dragon that anytime something Kung Fu came out or martial arts, we ran to it. And this was something different. Where it was it was like a hodgepodge, like a mix potpourri. It was like the, the potpourri of perfectness, this movie. Oh, perfectness. I'll say that because it just had everything. So I, I'm gonna shut up now because I've been kind of blabbing. but no, that's I, I loved it since the first time I saw it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And Candy, I know you got your hand up and I'll let you go here in a second, but I just want to, you know, hop on what he said. Like, same thing with me. Like, this was one of those films that that my dad showed me and I got to share with my dad. And, you know, we watched a lot of horror. We watched a lot of action films. And this was one of those films that was like, it had everything. And... You know, I I grew up watching a lot of these action films, watching a lot of you know '70s and '80s kung fu films. Um, and what I didn't realize until later on was that the the three storms in this were a mixture of uh, uh, the uh, three assassins from uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, from right. uh, Baby Cart in the River Sticks, and. Right. And when I went back and rewatched Lone Wolf and Cub, I was like, holy shit. It was like an epiphany. And then I did some research and realized that, yeah, he actually, you know, took some of that. Uh, and then, you know, later, of course, inspired, you know, Raiden, Raiden and,
0: and, and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, Mortal call Kombat. The, Raiden brothers. yeah the Raiden brothers. <laughs> well, I was going to say later later on in the show, but I mean, since you brought it up now, I can kind of jump in with it. I mean, the fact that this, this movie inspired. One of the one of a fan favorite characters in a long going fighting game franchise, and Raiden. Yeah, it says well, a lot, and,
2: and not just Raiden, but Shang Tsung too. Yes. Shang
1: Tsung yes. with oh, exactly. Absolutely.
0: That's what yeah. I mean. Like Shang Tsung even, was even always to my a degree, to play. even to a degree, Johnny Cage is kind of Jack Burton ish in his yeah, in his um, arrogance and kind of aloofness as yeah. it were. Yeah, that we'll yeah, get to later.
2: I could totally see that. Go ahead, Candy.
1: Um, I was just going to share, like, my um, my first time seeing this, which was, you know, it, it, it again, like, like Nico said, it, it really bombed in theaters. And um so, you know, my mom worked at the video store. She brought it home because she's a Carpenter fan. And I fucking, this was one of my most watched movies as a kid. Same. This is one of those nostalgia movies that still fucking holds up. We've got the collector's yeah. edition shit in there. Uh, we were watching it last night. And he's like, You want to watch it with a commentary? I'm like, No, not tonight. I want to get <laughs> lost in this fucking movie again because it's one of those kind of movies where you just enjoy the ride. It's really fun, it's innovative. Um, Dennis Dunn just really shines. And um, yeah. when we did Prince of Darkness, everybody was talking shit about his character, Walter. And I'm like, No, 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 no. Yes. I love Dennis yes. Dunn. He was an asshole. Like hey, no. I love him, but um, I so I was forgiving to Walter because of this movie, <laughs> um, but you know we have some really amazing performances in this um, two of, two of who would repeat in um, Prince of Darkness that is uh Victor Wong as Xian, and Walter in this movie, movie. and Dennis Dun in this as um, uh, Wang. Um, but like his, uh, you know, John Carpenter found him, uh, or saw him in the movie Year of the Dragon and was like super impressed with him.
4: Great movie, by the way.
1: Yeah. And, and this Absolutely. was early like wire fu stuff. I love how ridiculous and fun, but I mean, Dennis Dunn's this little guy, but man, he just like, like kind of like in that Bruce Lee way. I mean, he's no Bruce Lee, nobody is, but you know, like <laughs> where he's fighting one of the Raiden brothers. And they're just flying through the air, <laughs> doing all the yes. That's one of the things I love about martial arts movies. It's like you just, this is just gonna go on forever, and I am here for it. Uh, kind of like lightsaber battles, longer the better. Right? Uh, Star Wars, you know? I love That's that shit. That's what she said.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fuck off.
2: What?
1: Uh, right. I'm trying to be polite as fuck here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I mean, and, and the argument. And it's not even an argument is made that, um, you know, this film is, is Dennis Dunn's actually our hero and Jack Burton is his sidekick. Yep. because uh, Carpenter did not want it to be the typical Caucasian walks into town and saves the town. He wanted Jack Burton is kind of a bumbling doofus on purpose. And yeah. I love the whole John Wayne persona right. of yeah. him. You know, he talks like him all the time. Well, at a time like this, old Jack Burton says, you know, the way he talks about himself in third person, oh, my last wife said, you know, (laughs) there's like so many good quotes in this movie. It's funny. It's quotable. It was just like such a fun ride. I still enjoy watching it all the time. And as a kid, it was just uh, it was really high up in my repeat viewing.
0: The same. Yeah, he's
4: great because he doesn't know he's a sidekick. So <laughs> right. it's, just, it's adorable.
1: For him, you know? he's the main
3: character. Right,
4: right. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's the main character in his own. Jack Burden. This movie, for me, if I could, I, I want to bring the older guy perspective because that's what I am. So this came out in, what, 86? So I remember watching this a lot when I was in the Air Force. I had this friend named Mike, big dude from New York. And whenever we would go to the video store to rent a movie, he would lo- he would want to rent this. I'm like, oh, John Carpenter, can't we rent The Fog or, you know, Escape from New York? I wanted to see, like I've said before, I like my John Carpenter, you know, brutal and remorseless. Like in uh, Assault on Presbyter 13, the little girl, the 12-year-old girl getting shot in the chest with the sniper rifle. That's the John Carpenter I want to see. But this movie does have its charms. It would always win me over. Like, he he talked me into renting it. And we'd rent it and watch it. It's, this movie has its – it definitely has its charms. It's goofy. It's like John Carpenter – Sort of like the other side of his personality coming. It's like, I don't have to be so serious. I could be silly and just ridiculous. Kind of
3: like Cleanser.
4: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, it's like him saying, you know, this is a, the other side of me. It does, it does incorporate some interesting, you know, Asian influence. Um, I love the fact that he's not, that, that at the beginning of the film, you meet Jack and you think, okay, he's going to be the, 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 you know, the heavy, the, the main guy. And he's not at all. He's a, like the scene where he shoots in the air, like, and he, and he knocks himself unconscious. It's, it's, it's hilarious.
1: So, it's never not or, or when he
4: already chucks the knife and he misses. And then he spends the rest <laughs> yeah. of the fight scrambling to get the knife back.
2: And then he comes out a, and he's like, ah. ah
4: and it's all, <laughs> the fight's over already. He's just, yeah. It's just great. He's so, he's so likable. And, yeah. um, and Kurt Russell plays it just perfectly.
1: Yeah, Bumbling Doofus, like when he sticks the, the knife in his boot. And then yeah. he gets the guy, and you're like, Oh, that was smart. And then he's like, Can't get him off because <laughs> so,
4: yeah. the guy's made of brass or whatever.
1: Yeah, and all that fucking armor and shit on like, and then he's like,
4: Even when he pulls off a really cool move, it's like it just doesn't work out for him. Right.
5: Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that was
3: badass. No, no, like, wait wait a minute, <laughs> I love this movie. I was uh three when this movie came out, And <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Candy. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. <laughs> <but Nico. laughs> my my dad's a John Carpenter fan. I grew up watching this movie with my dad. Um, didn't see it in a theater. Did did not see it in a theater. Um, but rented it multiple times from the movie store. So I grew up watching this movie. Loved this movie. We took my parents to lunch on Saturday for my mom's birthday and we mentioned to my dad that we were covering this movie tonight on a podcast. He was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I love this movie. He did not realize that I love this movie so much from my childhood, but you know, we mentioned that, you know, it's lightning comes down he looks like fucking Raiden. Raiden was my go-to in Mortal Kombat. My dad rented <laughs> Mortal Kombat for us to play when we were younger and he would point out like all the blood splatters and stuff. That was just who my dad was. (laughs) He was like, it's blood. And so that we would be kind of like, you know, deconditioned, you know, to it and everything. But I love this movie. I love the campiness. I love the comedy. I love the wit in it and just kind of how it's in your face. You see the pork chop express but what you see first is, is that he's hauling ass,
2: right? You know, so you get it both ends.
3: He's hauling ass and it's the pork chop express. So you're getting bacon on both ends, uh, you know, and he's telling all these jokes, but he's got that John Wayne kind of voice because they wanted it originally to kind of be a Western, but the studio was like, no, this isn't going to work. And then they kind of rushed production because they wanted it to come out before the golden child. And that was another movie that my dad rented a lot that I loved growing up. So we rented, we would rent both of those on the same night. So we'd watch this and the golden child, you know, back, to back, to back. Um, so like, I love this. I watched a behind the scenes uh, documentary about this movie and um, Dennis Dunn. Yeah. Dennis Dunn had said that it wasn't about either one of them being the lead, that it was more about them being Birch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, that that they were both playing off of each other. And that's what it that's what it was. So yeah. it was neat to see them.
2: And they do it so that. well. Was, they do it they so do. well, too.
3: And Kurt Russell originally went to John Carpenter and he was like, I don't think I'm right for this role like I I think this is going to be a flop like I don't think I'm your guy and John Carpenter had to tell him look you're who I want you were the best play the fucking role
5: (laughs) (laughs) could you
1: imagine (laughs) anyone else
3: in this role and and it's kind of funny how Dave says he likes his John Carpenter you know like gritty and like 12 year olds getting shot in the chest kind of thing we talked about this last night as we were watching this movie. I like my Kurt Russell's disney Like I grew up with like my grandparents, like I was the, the youngest grandchild for the longest time. And I was like the only child for six years with my parents. So I grew up with my grandparents showing me all of these like Disney movies and Disney specials and stuff. And it was like stuff from the 60s and it was Kurt Russell, Disney Kurt Russell. So I grew up, seen kurt russell back then type kurt russell so i see kurt russell computer
1: wore tennis shoes type shit yes
3: yes and so i like you know dave says he likes john carpenter with you know shooting like you know 12 year olds in the chest and i'm like like disney kurt russell so the whole scene where he's like wholesome and he's in the brothel and everything and I'm like oh it's disney Russell.
5: <laughs>
3: I get the
1: giggles because the way he plays the character. Oh, when
4: he walks, he's he got the glasses the on glasses.
3: And I'm like that's Disney Carousel
1: and they're like oh we got our best guy in there I'm like I don't know
3: yeah
1: <laughs> I don't know I'm,
3: well, yeah because character is a bumbling idiot but I'm like that's Disney Russell. He it knew how to play it's that annoying.
2: part it's funny because yeah, you 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 said who else could play that role? We almost had Jeff Bridges play that role.
1: And I'm right. glad we didn't. I, did. could, I, I love Jeff it. Bridges, but not, yeah, not I'm no. doing this.
2: No, he they he was he auditioned for this. He auditioned for uh, a Snake Pliskin. I can't I
1: Snake. <laughs> Jeff yeah, I Bridges is not. a
3: phenomenal actor, but
2: no, no, no not, not, not that. Yeah, like really. I
3: don't think I could see him as that. You know, mm-hmm. I can see Kurt Russell in role, and I could see you know when he went undercover, you know, into the brothel and everything. But all of this, I do want to mention all of the sweat that is on him in those brothel scenes, he had the flu. So all of that sweat is actually real on Kurt Russell in those scenes. He was sick.
2: I'm sure he smelled great, too.
3: Yeah, (laughs) happenstance. Right. Right. But the other, there was only one other thing I did want to mention, in. It was the young lady who was playing the green-eyed asian oh she was not stunning. She, but she's stunning she was a penthouse you know model but she is not asian is she filipino no she she is poor to half portuguese and and have something else she's not asian oh i knew that the, just from looking at her yeah the second i saw I was like, "Oh, honey, you are not Asian." It didn't Boy, bother me. Was I was just like, "She's so beautiful," and it she works. is. It works. Yeah, she was a pen. she was a penthouse model and stuff. And, and so I was like, "Oh, we could pop green contacts into any Asian's eyes." But bless it, this honey is not Asian. She is not. She's
1: not. And I I I enjoy '80s Kim Cattrall. Uh, yeah. I just sing my crow songs yeah. about Kim control. But yeah, no, I, I love her in '80s stuff. I love. Uh, I had this love hate relationship with mannequin. <laughs> I, oh, I love like Rosa Vulcan
4: in that one Star Trek movie. I got to say
1: she was in Police Academy, right? She was yeah. in Police Academy. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was her '80s career. But I, I loved her in Mannequin, even though I'm terrified of mannequins. But that's why I have that maniac, <laughs> the April Fools from uh, Freight Rags, this m- and Mannequin. But it I love mannequin. mannequin, and it's got... Well, I, like,
0: I like Mannequin a lot, too.
1: I like James Mannequin, but seen I'm scared mannequin. of Mannequins. My Mannequin story like, about where my uncle told me um, they were dead people, and so I'm terrified of them, but I loved Mannequin because I loved Kim Cattrall in the 80s, and later on, I was not a huge fan, but in the 80s, she was the shit.
0: Wait, Dave, Dave. you really need to watch it, because it's it's like, it's a super 80s movie. Uh, um, it's,
1: it's
3: really good. Dan, Dan Spader. Wait, James Spader's I'm in one. it.
4: That one Twilight Zone episode.
3: Oh yeah, and, and just so the After Hours.
4: Creepy. Yeah, so
3: creepy. I love Mannequin because I love Meshach Taylor, and I keep yeah, trying Hollywood. to tell Dave that <laughs> it's a wonderful movie. But Dave saw Splash, and I think there's like this whole thing with like Splash and Mannequin where they kind of overlapped, and like some people saw Splash and some people saw Mannequin. In mannequin life, is still know. beloved, but it's well, not as beloved
0: has- as Splash. No, well, Splash is such a bigger, because of Tom Hanks, really. Right. And well, Ron and Daryl Hannah was but, huge
1: at the time. Well, I mean. H-
0: yeah, but I mean, I mean, it, it's. I think it's more now, so because Tom Hanks is such a huge star now, you know? Now, I'm sorry, Splash works because of Eugene Levy. He, he
4: owns yeah. he's Great. second. He's great he's he's in everything. But, he's in. But,
3: but Splash is to Eugene Levy as Mannequin is to Meshach Taylor.
4: Yeah, you, uh, I didn't know there were going to
0: be word problems Dude. tonight. I'm yes, sorry.
1: The SATs. SATs. Captain
0: Harris. Captain Harris from Police Academies and Mannequin 2. Yes. And okay. it's Bel okay. Getty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Dude, that would be I great. love the movie. Watch I watched it. it
1: a lot, but I just had a thing for Kim Catrol yeah
0: well See, for me yeah. it was it was porky's like the whole lassie scene i think kind yeah. <laughs> of cool. <Yeah. Kinda>, <laughs> 20
5: yeah. probably
0: 25 years that, that scene is outrageous yeah but to talk about kurt russell for like a second so like you know as as a kid like i was familiar with the thing i had seen it as a kid you know before this came out yeah um i knew escape from new york but i had never really seen it i just knew him as snake but i, I think for me as a kid this this was like my first exposure of him um as a, as a full-on action hero, um, because like, like Crystal, I, I had seen him in the Disney movies when they would, would play the reruns on TV during like, like the summertime, because they would always show like, like the cheesy Disney, you know, live action movies. Um, not saying that, but they're, they're, they're cheesy, but like a good cheesy, because you know, they were so wholesome and whatever. They're
3: wholesome. Right.
0: Yes. But, um, I think for me, like, especially growing up in the eighties as a kid and then seeing this first, I kind of got really excited. Like when Tango and cash came out and it was him and because Stallone and Schwarzenegger are like my two favorite action
2: heroes,
0: but Tango and cash is fucking fantastic. And I I think for me, like it kind of stemmed back to this was him playing Jack Burton in this. And, you know, we've already alluded to the leading the loop. We just played outside. He he's clueless as shit in the movie. And I think that's what works. And, even though he's not the main character, he kind of... Well, he is the main character. Is like I think our because,
1: protagonist?
0: Yeah, but like... In a way. I mean, he's the head of the whole marketing thing. I mean, look on the poster. It's him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you think of this see movie... I did
1: not on most of the posters.
0: <laughs> no. Right. no, no. You, it's a
1: goddamn shame.
0: You, it, yeah. Is you, a shame. you 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 know, you hear the title from the movie, and the first two you think of is John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. It's another of, of these two working together, and it works. Um this is this is also too like and, and this is such a debate with people when it so we were talking you know before we came on about how there's the, like the, the the four horsemen of, of horror from from that time which is you know obviously carpenter craven romero and hooper and i i kind of i don't want to say chap candy's ass in a, in a bad way i'm just saying um i kind of argued not argued i kind of made a statement i said i i think of the four Carpenter is the, the top of the four. And then it's kind of, you know, it's Romero and then Craven and then Hooper. Um, and I get like taste is subjective to whoever it is. But realistically, when you look at of the four of them and the movies that they've put out, I feel like Craven has not not Craven. Carpenter has the more beloved of the films. And his actually are, like, kind of harder to choose from. Which one's really your favorite? I mean...
1: Well, because he's more prolific and a little bit more consistent than the
0: rest. Right. And, like, the fact that, like, okay, he created Michael Myers, so you have Halloween. He set the standard for remakes with The Thing. Yeah. That the only one that came out a couple of years, literally four years later, that even is on the same level as The Fly, which we talked about Mm -hmm. with Jeff Goldblum. That, that these two movies are like the gold standard for any horror remake going forward. That we, as horror fans, we as cinephiles, and basically us as fanboys, fangirls, and nerds that love this genre, we hold any remake to the standard of The Thing and The Fly because of John Carpenter, of what he did yeah. first with The Thing. Yeah. Well, the, the Fly was Cronenberg. Sca- oh, what's that?
1: The Fly was Cronenberg.
0: I know, but I'm saying oh, okay. the I, thing, I, I what the same what Carpenter were... said. As far as remakes, no. yeah, no, because we're talking about Carpenter, really. This is, but he did it first four years early with his. he on, set to the, the standard, point where
1: nobody realized it was a remake. Same right, with the,
0: the, the, the same thing for Cronenberg, where people didn't realize, like they knew there was, but some people forgot there was a Vincent Price fly, which is equally excellent. Um, oh yeah, I mean. I hear, right? he, he put out this movie, Escape from New York. I mean, he created Snake Plissken, who's like one of the most badass motherfuckers in cinema. As as a character, yeah, they live. Day. I mean that that's hands down Roddy Piper's best movie that he was in was, was They Live. Well, so I mean not Hell
1: comes the frog now,
0: I, I, which which is good cheesy fun. <laughs> <point>. Even <laughs> Starman, even Starman to a degree, Starman is, wow. uh, is an overlooked. It really is. And, I think we brought kind of, that up
1: during the thing.
0: Uh, I love that movie. To kind of touch on what Crystal said, and and I I saw this in a a magazine article years ago, Carpenter Light is what they called Starman and and Big Trouble in Little China isn't necessarily a bad thing because it it shows his range as a filmmaker too. Yeah, Yeah.
4: which is why I think he had more success in the Hollywood mainstream than Romero did. Uh, Romero, I think, was more, uh, his his visions was always so dark where I think Carpenter was able to sort of lighten it up for the audience intended like this and and, and Starman. Yeah, so he had more success. Although this film apparently that the failure of this movie was a sort of a box office flop I guess was what drove Carpenter back to indie filmmaking. He he decided to like leave Hollywood because of this.
2: Well, they didn't Which they is didn't, a
4: shame because this movie, you know, go back and watch it, it's not a failure at all. It's a great film.
2: Yeah, they just but didn't know how to what, market it. They, that was the problem. Market market it, it. You know, the marketing
0: was awful for yeah. the movie. Yeah.
4: So it wasn't yeah. really his fault, but uh, you know, where was, Romero, I don't think he had ever truly really even tried
1: he did to do early something. He did in his career. He did not want to be a horror filmmaker. They talked about that on Joe Bob, but I already yeah. knew that. But he ended up and owned it. But Romero always wanted to have a social message and something to say. And, and not that Carpenter didn't, um, like in They Live, you know, he, he, when we had that conversation, I was just re-listening to it. Um. You know, he was talking about you know society and and how it treats you know the less fortunate and all these different kinds of things and you know our main characters sort of John Nada the man, like we all know that I die on the hill they live I it's my fucking favorite
0: but love that movie too especially because of being a wrestling fan in the eighties and Piper was Piper one of my favorite was wrestlers.
1: the she-
0: yeah now yeah. to kind of go back to the four you know the directors that we were talking about. I know. I know. What I said, and I mean, it's and it's pretty much. And, and again, this is just chatter that I also hear at horror conventions too, when people like discuss when you're online because you guys know we wait online for hours Yeah. sometimes just to meet one person. You guys were at Monster Mania recently in March. You saw
1: Horror Hound, same way.
0: Horrorhound, right? But you guys, right? You, so you guys know the Joe Bob experience at that place we won't name because fuck them, right? Don't let don't <laughs> I, don't <laughs> that either. No. Listen, if if it ever gets bought and the screen gets bulldozed, um, I'm pissing on the the debris.
1: <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like he picked Leave a them place to get
0: go sell the yeah. Yeah, no shit. So, of, of the four, because I know Carpenter typically has the more fan favorite films of the four of them. Um, to kind of go into what Dave was saying, I think Craven was more the mainstream ish of the four when you think about, I know like it may not seem like that with some of the movies that like Serpent on the rainbow and maybe people under the stairs. But I mean, you can't deny the fact that not, not just Freddie Krug over Nightmare on Elm Street, but he also did scream too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think of the four Craven Craven knew how to, how to play the Hollywood game the best. Oh Yeah. To stay to stay not, certainly not just wasn't relevant
1: Romero. He worked best without a studio. He mostly right. did indie productions.
2: Yeah, we saw he what not, happened when he got money.
1: Yeah. And, and we don't <laughs> like that. But uh like, please don't give him money.
0: So. <laughs> right. But, but see, but see, Carpenter was was the one that could pretty much do anything with any type of budget. He could and figure he it was, out.
1: He was also prolific and he just did a lot of different shit. And so yeah. I'll give you that. But I still am going to fangirl Romero.
0: I, I know. Right. Which is which is. That's, see in that that's mind. a thing. But he see, can't. but see that that's the beauty of the four of them is that there's there's actually somebody. See, here's here's how I would kind of Okay. So if if this was considered like the NFC East where you have the Cowboys, the Giants, oh, the Eagles,
5: and
0: the, and the and the and the Commanders, I guess whatever they're called, the Washington. And you know, the there's Nationals? always like that. No, 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 that that's baseball. And football with the four in the NFC. Okay. East. Whatever the Washington team is called, now, I think I think it's the Commanders now. Whatever they're called, there's always like that. You know, yeah, because whatever. There's always like that rare one that's like, oh yeah, that's my favorite. That's like Toby Hooper. He's like the Washington Commanders of the NFC East. <laughs> where where carpenters like the Cowboys. Good, he's
1: good, but when he's not, which is usual, right?
0: Um, Car- carpenters the Cowboys. I know, I know. You know, Ravens the the Giants, and then um, uh, who's the other one? I just why am I, why am I drawing a blank right now? Cowboys. No, 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 no! For the directors. R- Romero. Romero would probably be like, like the Eagles. I would say, like, like scrappy, still kind of hanging in there. And then there's Hooper, Who's just there. Yeah.
1: Tom's got that look that I know where he's like, I, I, I like Hooper, and I'm not. I don't fight it.
0: dislike him because I love Texas Chainsaw too. But I love the I,
1: first one.
0: I don't know. I like the second one more because I, again, I have, I have. Well, don't forget, I saw it in a theater with *Night of the yeah. Creeps*. Yeah. So, as a child, to see that one first and then see that one, the first one, yeah, it's a different experience.
2: Oh yeah, I could imagine.
1: Uh the first one, no.
2: Well, I mean, so look at, look one, at, look at how many people prefer *Hellraiser* two over *Hellraiser*.
1: But that's you know what I'm saying. And right? A lot,
5: does way,
0: a, lot <laughs> yeah. a lot. By the a way, a lot. It's, yeah. It's still, I, I didn't realize how many people like just like just like with this movie, people people prefer this movie over Halloween or you know well, Vampire. Exactly. I know
1: Erica would raise her hand as well.
0: Well
2: um, there are a lot of John Carpenter films that I prefer this over
0: his other films. Yeah. But yeah. I, I feel quite like a in, few. in like in like the hierarchy of the Carpenter films, like this has to be in the top like three easily, this movie. Oh, yeah.
2: Definitely.
1: Well, I want to bring up um something in the room because I'm dying to know what you guys think, and I have a feeling from our pre uh you know uh, show discussion how this is gonna go.
4: Our warm up.
1: Get ready. The green room. Bite the pillow here because. One of my favorite things from my childhood is the theme song to Big Trouble in Little China.
5: Big I love it. Trouble. It's so silly,
1: but it gets stuck in my head. In Little and-
5: China. Yeah.
1: And, it- and when you watch the video, something in you dies a little bit. It looks like Oingo Boingo was having a lazy day. Oh my oh God. Man. <laughs>
5: Look. No, I love Oingo Boingo.
1: That's what I'm saying. It was like trying to be Oingo Boingo, but it's not um, you know, I, you know, and I'm not even mad. You know what mad. though,
0: you know what though so Candy? Bad. To to be fair, Candy, this this song is much better than the song from Cocoon. That gravity song.
1: Yeah. Do you remember
4: that?
0: That's a throwback. Oh, I haven't ah, seen Cocoon in years. Yeah, Dude, I love but,
1: Cocoon. I used to watch it. Nobody remembers so the fucking, fucking song much. from
0: Cocoon because it was on the radio when it came out. That that the you know the the song is like as forgotten i guess as cocoon is now which is weird because cocoon oh. is such a great movie too
5: but, i love but, cocoon
0: but but like like we just said the theme song put big trouble on little china <laughs> it, it hurts so well it hurts
3: i love this song it's by Thank the cube yeah and so the coup devils were composed of john carpenter and nick castle and um the other man, Alan,
5: Alan <laughs> The other Alan man, it is Alan, Alan Howard. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yes. oh yeah,
3: yes. And and so I love the we're 80s sorry, video. The, the I love, other man. We're sorry, Alan. You know, <laughs>
4: if you're listening, Alan, hey, if hey, you're hey, listening, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> I'm, you're not Daddy Bradley, but I'm sorry. Um, but you know, it, it resembles every other kind of like 80s video where they're trying to do a movie tie-in. Okay. It just. It just does,
4: except it's worse.
3: It is not worse, Dave. i mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. much the
1: standard of the time. But you know how people remember, say certain
4: songs are an ear are an earworm. Yeah, I feel like this is an earworm, like from that one Star Trek movie when but, the guy when when uh, Wrath of Khan when he puts the thing in fucking no, Chekhov's
3: ear. It, it's, yeah. it's that kind it, of an no, earworm. It's yeah. Earworm from SpongeBob. Hush. It is earworm not from uh what is it's that the uh Room, night gallery it's the earworm from, Sponge, from spongebob but it's not the dudes of wrath but the, the coupe DeVille's try so i went online last night and i found out the coupe de Ville still tour and i was trying to get dave to go to new york yeah, with got, me got, last
4: night we got really excited except
3: it's, it's not john Carter. it's
4: none of the original three yeah it's it's, it's just oh, by that? name only how does <laughs> it, that work? We were getting ready to like well, book tickets, and then we're like, "Oh wait, it's not, it's not John Carpenter or any of the other guys either. It's not Nick well, Castle." He, yeah,
0: Nick he, Castle. He, well, he he tours with his son and with his godson when whenever they do like the live yeah, like, like and, music. Daniel, yeah. but just we also
5: he's we? also doing no, the I'm music still now.
0: Ready. <laughs> He's he's uh finishing up the score for Halloween ends now, actually. I think as we speak. I think like they're putting the movie together now and like he's yeah. already. Halloween ends, yeah,
3: They're still filming some parts here in Atlanta. Yeah.
0: They're doing like the, the like the, the pickup shots now, I think, right? I know I know, like primary and principal photography's done.
1: Yeah, it's done
0: because uh Jamie Lee Curtis said so. Did you um well they, they actually just did like at CinemaCon, they they showed the first teaser that we're gonna see, I guess, in June. Yeah. And yeah, apparently there's like a fucking like brutal um, ass fucking fight with, with I'm the ready. Yeah. I'm right. Nice. I'm know, right. Somebody's got
3: to bring an iron. Somebody has because, to bring an iron.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be the- it, <laughs> it does tie in with this because it's Carpenter still and he did create everything and he's still involved. Um. Apparently, he said it. Jamie Great Lee check. had said it. Nick Castle said it. James Hugh Courtney said it. Apparently, there's a fucking huge twist ending to the film that may legitimately piss fans off, they said. Good.
4: I mean... Michael Myers is <laughs> Kaiser Soze.
0: So the rumor is that, <laughs> that the Mars whole time that they're saying they, they the Hitler. The rumor is the big twist is that it ties in with Silver Shamrock, and that's why they've been showing those masks so much in in the 2018 and kills.
2: Yeah. Well
0: good. Did Daddy I hope it,
1: Tom show up and I hope States? it
0: pisses people off.
1: I want Daddy Tom mm-hmm. to come in being like, I did stuff.
0: No, show up? Listen, there's no way in hell. That that this movie could be any worse than Texas Chainsaw Massacre from Netflix. Well, there's not right. really
1: much except for the cat shit, in, or in the
0: box or, in
1: there.
0: or the or the Rob Zombie Halloween, right? Because there's nothing that could be worse than that. Yeah. Oh. No. No. Well, actually, Halloween Five is pretty much like like the 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 cat turd or the amber the oh, amber turd in the bed. Halloween the 5. amber herd. <laughs> The Amber Heard turn Amber Heard
5: turn.
0: I'm, I'm going oh, to segue to because I don't know if y'all know, and it's actually still in development. There's a sequel slash reboot slash remake for a this requel? with, the, with, with <laughs> a with the rock.
2: I, you know what? I had read something about that uh, maybe about it's seven still, or eight months ago. It's still
0: happening. So apparently it was supposed to be a remake where The Rock was going to be playing Jack, which I could see that. that. was
1: in 2015 they announced that. Yeah, that was a few years but, but ago. He, yeah,
0: But they, they, they keep asking him because, you know, he's still doing stuff, you know, that that's, whatever he does is like newsworthy when it comes to films, and they, they keep asking him what's going on with Big Trouble Little China. Apparently, it's going to be like Jumanji, what they did, where it's going to be a continuation of what, yeah, what he's,
3: he's filming Black Adam right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they trouble little China like the newer version is still like on the menu for him to do, but they're trying to get Kurt to come back as as Jack Burton in the film.
2: Yeah, I
1: it's like i too fucking old.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just I
2: just <laughs> want to spend twenty minutes explaining to Candy who Black Adam is.
3: Yes, yes, that would be interesting. That would be fun. You would you, you look, look at it? Her, it? Look at I'll tell could... Dave if you tell Candy. The look on my her face is if we have characters. Did John Carpenter go to sleep and then wake up and name Gracie Law Gracie Law because she's a lawyer? Yeah, right. Like, if she would have been a prostitute, would well, she had been Gracie Hooker? Gracie fucks like, everybody. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm confused, like, why you did love she name be time? named Gracie Law?
2: Yeah, well, I wondered why Margo's last name was Journalist.
3: Right. <laughs> like,
2: I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just being funny, and it... it opposite.
3: I know, I was like, like oh, I felt
2: really it. short.
3: I chuckled. Um, But I'm glad you brought up Margot, because did you know, this is her first, the the actress that played Margot, this is her her, uh, directorial, this is her debut uh, on screen. She is Richard Burton's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say she blew my mind when we found that out last
4: night.
5: Wow.
3: Blew
4: my fucking, Richard Burton's daughter.
3: Elizabeth Taylor's stepdaughter. No shit. Yeah. Wow. She's yep. gone on to do yep. a lot of other things, but yeah, this is her her theatrical debut. Yeah, because you know, I, I I
1: recognize her from other things, but I was like Burton, I was like, I made the connection because you in yeah. my classic shit. But
3: <laughs> yeah, I looked her up because I was like, wait a minute, you know, I gotta I gotta see what this is, and yeah, she's that's her that's his daughter. Can you imagine being Elizabeth Taylor's stepdaughter? Oh, my God. Uh, sounds like living hell, but OK. Yeah, to Richard Burton. <laughs> she married him like three or four times.
1: Yeah, I think they got married three times. <laughs> Richard Burton is what point, do you, no point do you stop
3: bringing gifts to the wedding? Uh, it's like, you know, your
4: third time. And I'm not gifting you anything else. The fondue dish, that's what you've got.
3: I need white diamonds, honey. I need white diamonds. <laughs> like, just... I, see, I don't like any of her perfumes, but I'm a
1: perfume weirdo.
3: Yeah, her perfumes are old lady
1: perfumes. I'm sorry, I said it. And I like some old lady perfumes, <laughs> like Roses, Roses from Avon. I have my great grandmother's bottle from 1976 of that. Um, I I like the bottles and stuff. But uh, yeah, well, I splash friend-
2: I splash on a little high karate every now and then.
3: Michael yeah, yeah, wore do. high
2: karate. <laughs> Don't you shit on high karate? Okay.
3: My great grandma wore white diamonds and Charlie Red. Fight me on this shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, You know what? My grandpa used to wear Brute, so... My I, I, old I know, I know, high, all, about, I know all about extravagant cologne.
1: A, Avon yeah, my sold dad high karate, brute. and high karate smelled like fucking ass, but I still love it, because you would oh. get the Avon bottles that were the cars. Do you remember those? Yeah, Every had them, and yes. they were in the cars. But yeah, my, yeah. my great grandma and I had the same taste and perfume. The more flowers, the better. I go around smelling like a goddamn petunia all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wear like Gucci and fucking Marc Jacobs and I smell I like a
0: goddamn... Speaking like, of like, karate like, and kung fu and martial arts, and you keep bringing up what do you call them? The Raiden Brothers?
3: The Raiden Brothers. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. So they're actually called what? The the, the Three Storms, right? I think yes. they're actually Lightning
3: and Thunder. Yep.
0: Can we talk about <laughs> the infamous scene?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Please.
0: What are talking about? Whenever you yeah. going. When he blows the fuck up, literally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was <laughs> like, he's man, so mad. man that got is so distraught and so mad, but it was like more like, oh, Lopan's dead. I'm just going to blow up.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to blow up. I'm mad at
3: here. He expands. Like Thunder expands.
0: Oh yeah. by the way James, James Hong did did so fucking great in this as Lopan.
2: Oh, absolutely.
3: You know like, what when when we were watching it I was like I recognize that voice and then I was like that's Mr. Peen. That's
2: well, from,
0: from Sunshine, that's that's right?
3: Peen Panda's dad!
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: but he's got also, that people... weird song, when especially when it's the old man version he's like got that weird not
3: uh,
0: uh, weird
4: you know like when, when he's, like, touching and, uh, yeah.
3: That's where a recognized voice.
0: Yeah. And, Crystal, you brought up the Golden Child before. This has the connection with that, too, with Victor Wong. Mm-hmm. Yes, when he was, I he love he in, Wong. In the, in, the, in the Tibetan temple when he's yes. fucking uh, picking uh, his nose. Uh, and... uh, I want <laughs> Please.
3: I, I love the Golden
0: Child.
3: <laughs> I am. Um,
1: I have to always find a connection to MSC 3 k or Rift Tracks. Uh, I want the knife. Yeah, so we've got Akamura from Samurai Cop is in this. Yes. And I'm like, this dude was just in everything. But I always think of like in the Rift Tracks version of Samurai Cop where there, he's laying a bow with that chick in his like tidy blackies because there's some black spandex
0: sexy yes. underwear
1: for men. And it's all up in his junk. And, mm-hmm. there, and, he's, and the girl's asking about pearls, and Mike's like, you know, don't talk about pearls when we gotta look at that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, so I
1: don't yeah. talk about his pearls. They was
3: like they did this movie on on riff tracks and stuff, and I was like, oh, they're sick. And He's like, you know, going through the um, meaning and stuff. I was like, oh, Sam Cop, I've watched this movie, and he was like, you you watched this movie with no jokes, and I was like, no jokes. the movie is a joke.
5: <laughs> I had watched
3: the movie with like. Just watch the movie. Yeah,
1: bless like, your heart. You you've, you've seen a lot of these movies unriffed, like Birdemic, and I'm like, you are a glutton for fucking punishment. Oh yeah, no shit! I, yeah, uh, it's it's amazing amazing. like people are yeah, like, oh, so. I love to go to midnight screaming screenings of The Room, and I'm like, fuck you. Right. Uh-uh, I'm, wa- I'm watching that tracks only. Yeah. Oh, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Thanks. That movie killing. makes me want to hurt no. somebody. Like, just go out and punch a random person. Like, fuck <laughs> you for making
3: this movie. Fuck
1: you.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Tommy so go yeah. fuck yourself.
1: Yeah.
3: Fucking I had explained to explain to him about the wig in Samurai <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They couldn't afford because he cut his hair and then he couldn't afford
1: it. Yeah, because uh, he had another role. And so they had, and they couldn't afford a woman's wig. And so they put yes. the hat on top, and I'm like, "Oh!" Yeah, they you put just the made hat that, on it. Made it a shit sandwich. It was bad. i enough. Feel like yes. that
4: dude was in another movie. Like, yeah,
3: like, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and then they, they made Samurah Kung Fu two. <laughs> Yes, they were trying to build him up as a Kung Fu star. Absolutely, he was supposed to be like the next David Carradine or something.
1: Oh no, honey. Oh no. He was.
3: He was supposed to be.
1: But yeah, um, just like Daniel Bernhardt was supposed to be the next Jean-Claude Van Damme. We see how that worked out. Although he yeah. has had a pretty good career. And I love oh, Future Word just because I think he's hot. But, I, I love mean, he was Jean in like the Claude Hunger Games movies. He was in the Matrix movies. Um, he did go on to have a decent career, but he was not Jean-Claude Van Damme.
3: Can I mention something about Lopin? Because it yes, bothered yes, me in this Lopin. movie. Lopin, it bothered me in this movie because I pointed it out every time. And I think David was tired of hearing me say something about it every time when this motherfucker tried to transform this man grew coke nails like coke nails had never been grown before that's the only way this man transformed from old man to levitated across with some 10-foot platforms Uh, eyeliner game strong nail game strong He had coke nails out this world. Them pinky nails grew like 10 feet long. Coke nails out this world. Like Whitney would have been- Ancient
4: Chinese secret, huh? Yes.
3: Whitney would have been fighting that motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> 10 foot long coat nails. I, I did. I'm sorry. And he used them for
1: magic, which was really he, awesome. He
4: did. It wasn't magic. They were like remote, they were like video game controllers. I love that bit. Yeah,
3: yeah when they had that he, battle he, between him wall, and eggshells. People like,
4: listening can't see it, but they're doing like that.
3: Yes, low pants Fighting with
4: his coat like nails so, like, and it's Victor Wong's
3: fighting like an like actual like fight fight. So funny! It, I'm like, oh, that is coat nail game strong. He is tripping hard. Like I can't. But I love like, that battle
1: between them because they're not actually physically fighting. It's yeah, like, they're using here's like, here's like yeah. and, it, and then it's like spirit warrior faces. fighting your spirit demon, and
3: it's it was cool. I loved it. This is two of the best colors, purple and green. It's like Barney's up there fighting. You know, you could have had two, like, one good color and one kind of color fighting. But, you know, you have two good colors that they're fighting. You know, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: the green was associated with Lopan because for so many reasons, the green eyes. um, Right. You know, and I just thought Kim Cattrall was so fucking beautiful in this. Um, Yes, absolutely beautiful and with those eyes and just the way that that she she looked like when I saw her in sex in the city I was like that's cool but uh not that I watched a lot of it but like I like yeah. her, her character but it still wasn't 80s Kim Cattrall that I like you know where I yeah. was like all about that shit
3: yeah Sex in the city did not grab me but you could tell based on all of these roles that she had in the 80s why in sex in the city she kind of had that kind of sexy kind of sex symbol type role why why her character was more sex driven if you will like you know why she was more out there the
1: one episode i saw was where she was obsessed with the priest and was like masturbating over him because she yeah
3: yeah
1: yeah
3: i remember one episode she had they were kind of trying to shame her because she gave a blowjob to somebody and i was like could you please not be a prude? Like, you know, slut let's be, shame. That's not cool, ladies. Right. Let's just let
1: someone get their rocks off. If
3: that's all in she did, city. that's all she did. And, the, right.
1: and they are all having sex. Like, why are we going to slut shame Kim Cattrall? Fuck. Right.
3: Em. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, the sex in the city never grabbed me because of that. It was, it I was never cute. did.
1: I tried it, but I can't. I'm, I'm with Peter Griffin. Sarah Jessica Parker's face looks like a foot. Like a
3: horse. Do I really look like a horse? Yeah, she looks like a horse. Yeah, yeah that's Ed Wood, like but like yeah, and,
1: and, and Family Guy, where they're like, they let Sarah Jessica Parker on, on TV, and her face looks like a foot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't find the flaw in this. <laughs>
3: right, right. Where's the, where's the lie? Where Where's the lie? She looks like a foot. She looks like a horse. Yes. Yes, Do you really have a face like a horse? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. I, I hate to break it to you. And they were all, all right. like you, everybody looking away, and Ed Wood like <laughs> I mean, kinda. <laughs> you still got
3: that sweater, honey? You still got that Angora? <laughs>
1: Ugh. Banging her for the sweaters. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm you
3: the sweater are you banging me for then? my sweaters? No. No. Oh, okay, good. I don't wear sweaters. I don't either. I get it, too hot. My shoes, on the other hand, my shoes. Oh, you can fit in a size seven. I can try. Bro, oh. I wore
1: a size seven in grade school. I wear a size eleven shoe. Oh wow! They're not but that's huge. A nine. They're just that's long. A nine. I have, like my. That show... is a nine and then shoes. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my geez. toes are like this long. Oh, wow! Yeah, my mom always calls them monkey toes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do call those that. But they're yeah. not You're- ugly. They're, my feet are very pretty.
4: Yes. Yeah. God knows because I
1: make
3: them rub them If you want to sell feet, feet, feet pictures, don't put all the toes in on one shot.
4: <laughs> don't ask how I know. I, I think we lost Nico. He's gone. He to I think snack. we lost Nico at
3: the wiki. <laughs> to
4: get a snack?
3: <laughs> I love wiki, By the way, Nico, you know. So
0: I- I hate sex and it's like, I actually like that show fucking angers me. Like, I want to like punch a baby right now.
3: Yeah. Well, I only brought you it up. You because should do one of those TikTok Kim videos control. of Samantha trying to walk because she does like three steps and then runs.
4: Uh, see, uh, this is us. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I'm it's in the dark weird. Yeah, no i
3: It's weird. Yeah. I only really know
1: like a little bit and it's because Kim control. And that's why yeah. I brought it up. I don't care about that show. I don't give a fuck. And, it, and she, Kim Cattrall is no longer involved in it, because her and Sarah just right. got into it. And I'm on Kim Cattrall's side, so, exactly. you know, we'll just in that there. But um, but I
4: like Eddie. Can we talking about Eddie in this movie? Go back to the movie we're talking about? Yes, yes I love absolutely. Him in it yeah, absolutely. Because he doesn't know Kung Fu. He's sort of like, this kind of a little bit of sleazy, kind of a player, but he still, he brings it. This is like, like
1: current Bruce Campbell. He's,
2: yeah. he's
4: like he's classy. like the everyman I, I love eddie in this i'm yeah. sorry well, the,
2: the, the scene where where he and uh, uh wang fight the women when they're going right. out to, to rescue and it's so funny because like the women just keep coming and he's just he just looks <laughs> exhausted he's just like oh my god he's like
3: what the fuck did i get into right like, right i just plaid like blazer
5: yeah,
1: he's like so but dressed you know, up with the the different plaid pants, off. and then and then a, a button up checked shirt, and I'm just like, oh, honey, can we turn up the volume on that outfit? Or
2: right,
3: yeah. he tried. Here, he was but, doing you know. his best.
2: Yeah, well, and then this the scene in uh uh the the rest or whatever store it was the storefront that they were hanging out in. I can't remember the name of it now, the but
3: white, uh, um. Oh, fuck. The Cantonese restaurant?
2: Yeah, some wherever it was. But but when he he first comes in and Jack's on the phone with the insurance company and he's in, in that, that robe. He's in that robe, and he comes in and he's like, uh, "Is this your friend Jack you were talking about?" And he's like giving him side eye, like this guy really?
3: <laughs> You're right. Like, this is the this is the dude to save <laughs> this
2: us, this is, us all. This is
1: and the, the guy and Jack's yelling on the phone, shaking his hand at the same time. Yeah. That John Wayne voice, and I'm just I would be the same way, like this is the guy.
5: Yeah. Don't
3: call it an act of God. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Important
3: yeah, I like the saves the, fact that, the day. Yeah. I like the fact that that uh Victor Wong's bus looks like the taxi from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It just does. <laughs> like no matter how long I look at it, it, it just reminds me of. Of the taxi from "Who Framed Roger
2: Rabbit"? It does. <laughs> That's funny.
1: I'm starting to wonder if this was the, this movie is the start of my claustrophobia.
3: It's got a lot of close-up scenes and a lot of sewer scenes. Yeah, and a got, lot of, like, underwater. The elevator
1: shit where the water starts coming yeah, in and Dennis not, Dunn is, yeah. like, five foot tall is, like, drowning while Jack's like, oh, we're going to do this. I'm like, he can't hear you.
3: He's drowning. Mm-hmm. The, um, hell,
4: the hell of the upside-down... Chinese uh, have a lot of hells. I love that line. Chinese have a lot of hells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of hells. Of hells.
3: yeah it's kind of like... Did they read Dante's Inferno? I
1: don't know. I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I think that's I think that's just Chinese mythology.
3: Yeah, they relied heavily secret. on it. They did. I uh I would never press the bottom floor on any elevator, even if that's where I'm supposed to get off.
5: <laughs> I just
3: I just don't. Uh, I've gotten stuck on an elevator before. Oh, God, that's like
1: my worst nightmare. I literally sweat thinking about it. Every time I get to an elevator, I'm like, oh, God, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. don't, No, I've gotten gotten stuck on
3: an elevator before, and that's a big fuck no. I don't press the bottom. I don't press the bottom. No. Like, hell no. And in hospitals, we have like B1, B2, B3, B4, depending on on what level of trauma that your your hospital is. Uh, So we can have like B4, and that's where like basement for like the very bottom of the hospital is where like your Morgan stuff is. Like I'll go down there for the Morgan stuff because that doesn't bother me. But I'm like mm, riding down there where the dead body and like, you know, I'm talking to the dead body like this corpse. <laughs> yeah. I'm like talking to the dead body like now look this is your stop but not my stop. So like <laughs> let's not make this weird or anything. Like let's make this like Gucci and like, let's let let's let you off, but not me off. Like, you know, we're going to take you down and then I'm going to go back up, you know? <laughs> and, you know, your last ride, not mine. Right. Um, you know, that kind of thing where I'm going to take the stairs and get back up kind of thing.
4: I love how because uh, th- they, they talk about how he says even says uh, the hell have a, the Chinese have a lot of hells. But then at one point, these uh, uh, Wang is reading the uh, Chinese characters on the wall, and he says, "What does it say?" The, the hell of boiling oil, and and Jack goes, really he goes, "No, it just says keep out." Yeah, I love that Like they make funny, like they make fun of like even that, like they they poking fun at the fact, you know, that he even says earlier that the hell Chinese have a lot of hells. Yeah, it he just cracks me up. It's a little subversive. It's kind of funny. I think and,
3: it's hilarious. You know- yeah, and today, like you know, how how could you make this movie today when we have like Google Translate on our phones, and you could take a picture of it and like see what it actually says. To
1: be fair, that Google Translate is wrong a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It, like and,
1: in some really stupid ways too. Yeah,
2: and you and you you couldn't you couldn't do a lot of the things that they did in this movie today. Like the scene where the two right. of them where the two of them walk in with the security guards, and he's holding the, just the fucking phone, the
4: phone. That was the problem. The rotary the phone.
2: phone, and he's like, "Oh, hey, you know, we're just here to to check the lines," and they just walk right in. The security guards just let him go, and it's and uh, he even
4: said, you know, "I can't believe that worked." And yeah. they, you know, like, oh, The junction box is this way. And yeah. yeah, he he points- yeah
3: video camera he's like he realizes her security camera detail and he's like oh the cam this stuff should be this way and I remember last time we had rat seat in the box and yeah you know, he comes up with all this bullshit but yeah, yeah you couldn't walk in with just a landline and stuff.
2: But the you the know? the sets in this film were fucking amazing. Yes the, phenomenal uh, a
4: that wedding, it, the wedding
2: scene. Yeah yeah and you know I love
1: that big skull with the green
2: yeah, yeah, and then the scene with all of the the Buddhas lined up. I, I, they looked like Buddhas to me, but but the golden statues um, mm-hmm. that were lining the walls and stuff.
1: That Jack and knocks every single one of them. Every up. single one of them <laughs> <don't> down, <laughs> like
2: dominoes. And uh, I love the scene where uh, he gets blown out of the room in the wheelchair and rolls down oh, rolls down the ramp backwards. <laughs> the,
1: I was like, hell to the fucking no! The you look.
3: Yeah, you can see kind of like the grips on that when he gets to the well. You can see kind of some of the the stuff holding him in place in that scene.
2: Yeah, the look on his face when he's like trying to balance it and he gets it up and he like starts to ease, you know, all four wheels on. And then he jumps up real quick and it falls. I love it.
3: And those are wheelchairs. 80s.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those are
3: wheelchairs that are, are fashioned after. Or if they are actual wheelchairs from like the 20s, those are what those wheelchairs back then looked like from the 20s. And I had told Dave that when we watched it, uh, some of the facilities I worked in that had like uh, wheelchair museums in them had those type of wheelchairs. They were from like the 1900s in the 1920s—that's what wheelchairs back then looked like. If you
4: remember the George C. Scott ghost movie, the Changeling—that's the wheelchair that like chased yes. him down the mm, hallway. Yeah, 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 yeah. that,
2: yeah, that was. The, the I guess is by the way, like
3: a slow burn. We need
4: to do that
2: movie, by kind of. the way. Yeah,
3: I love the Changeling. The Changeling,
2: please. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say, uh, wheelchair museum is not a museum I've ever visited nor heard of. No, uh,
3: a wheelchair museum and bedpan museum. Bedpan museum? Yeah, I may like, skip that. Hmm, one. I want to look museum. at some bedpans from the 800s. What would the
4: snack bar be like?
3: Uh, <laughs> you want some popcorn nugget or, or do like you a want baby
4: Ruth some, and you get want the, some
3: baby Ruth or do you want some like um, corn nugget? So there's not or really you get the Amber Heard There special. is a bedpan yeah. museum.
2: Yeah, the poo poo platter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus.
3: Poo poo platter. There is an actual. Google it. There is a bedpan museum and it is not far from us. Do you want to go? Oh, no, field <laughs> like, trip, field trip. <laughs> field trip. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't um, so Mika. Mind. Do you want to weigh
1: in on anything about the movie?
0: I think he's gone. I was gonna try to bring up the creature effects earlier. how like the one, the one creature looks like Fluffy from Creepshow.
2: It really. I does. You say that?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, was, I was calling him Beast Man, man, man? from He Man.
2: No. It's it's kind of funny because it does resemble Fluffy, but the face really reminded me of Fright Night. Yes.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Fright, I, I, was, I was calling him beastman, yeah.
0: though. Yeah, and beastman from He-Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like that floating blob thing, I think that's also <laughs> low pan, Another form of low pan too was. That's a was beholder from
4: Dungeons and Dragons. The, for those,
0: ex- yep. This. I was thinking the beholder. same thing. Yep. Beholder. That but thing freaks I mean, me a, out. But it's such like another testament to the practical effects of the '80s, too. Yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely, and the the funny thing is, when Candy and I watched this again last night, um, the scene where the Beast Man comes through that picture and grabs uh, Gracie, I remember as a kid, like that fucking horrified me. Like there a was nothing do moment. Yeah, there was nothing else in this film that horrified me quite like that, and then you see it at the very end when Pork Chop Express is hauling ass down the road and, and that beast comes, you know, shows up at the on the back of his his truck and you're kind of left with that cliffhanger. And like well, as a as a kid, I was like, oh my God. Like that was the creepy shit, man.
0: But there's um there's there was a comic book, um, I think Dark Horse or I think it was them. They got the rights for it and they did a sequel series mm-hmm. where it picked up from that moment at the end of the, of the film. Where it's Jack and like that monster together, um, I think oh, like they're still, they're still going on like adventure, like after the fact. It's
2: like a buddy cop thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. It's kind of like yeah, yeah, good cop, really bad cop. <laughs> no, or as it was in Tango and Cash, bad cop, worse cop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I am, um, I'm a big love story person, as we all know, and you know, you get this. I like when um. When they're in the water, and they've saved you know the girls and all that stuff, and they're and they're escaping, <laughs> yeah. and you know they kiss, and then you know you you it's because it, it, it's a PG thirteen movie, you can't see like your fucking erection or your boner or whatever, but you know he's just like I'm just happy to be alive. Right. She's like hey, <laughs> it, and you can tell it wasn't from the kiss because there's like a pause, yeah. that she was in on the kiss. But it was like she was like, Hey, and he was like, You gotta quit rubbing up against me. Um,
2: <laughs> it's kind of it made me think of that that scene in, in Time Chasers. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. That means I, means like, I you. like
1: you. I like you, but like the, the quote that I chose, you know, are you gonna kiss her goodbye? Nope,
2: yeah, because um, yeah. she's all well,
1: like, like the... You could get uh, you know, one of those rigs with an apartment for two, and he's all like. I'll think about it. Yeah, you know. So you think it's going to be this big love story, and the real love story is with Wang, but you know, and um, his bride. But uh, yeah, I, um, she she really doesn't talk much or say much to him. Her name is escaping me at the moment. Um, Xiao Man or something like that. But uh, but yeah, you think Gracie and Jack are going to have this thing at the end, and he's going to change his ways, and he's just like, nope.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I love the I love when she shows up and he's like, ah, she can't get enough of me.
1: She's just like, oh, right. shut the fuck up, basically.
2: Yeah, or in the in the sewer where he's like, you gotta quit rubbing your body up against me. It's distracting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost feel like Han Solo was kind of a an influence for the Jack Burton character, but it was almost like how can we make him dumber?
4: Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Han Solo, Han, but dumber.
0: Right.
1: Han Solo is a level less more competent, camp, but. Jack Burton is also a lovable scamp, but with a lower IQ. Yeah, lower iron,
0: much dumber. Whoa. It's almost—it's almost like Han Solo met Forrest Gump in a way, or something, or you with know, <laughs> like a dash of like Duke Nukem. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. I can see that. I could oh, see yes. that. Just give him a mullet. I yeah. love the
4: scene after uh, Egg gives them the like the potion and they're all in the elevator and it's kicking in and they're all and like, they're all like yeah. yeah, they're all like getting high. Like, Is it hot in here? They're all like, and they're all, like doing the thing. And yeah. Yeah. it's like, uh, I'm feeling kind of invincible. You know? yeah. like, invincible. I, want, <laughs> yeah. I want some of that.
2: Yeah. And
1: eggs kind of just look at him like, "Oh my god, these motherfuckers." That's a that's a, <laughs>
4: funny, that's a funny bit.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. All, I, all the guys in the background, they're like looking at each other like, "Yeah." All right. <laughs> that's only that's a funny
2: bit to me. Yeah.
1: You're kind of invincible. I feel kind of invincible. These insanely quotable lines. Yeah. So, I got a lot of that when uh, we got responses on twitter which i guess we're gonna have to get to that stuff so yep. uh final thoughts from anybody that we didn't touch on
4: oh that's sure. my favorite john carpenter movie but extremely uh likable and charming in its own way you know me i like my stuff brutal, but this movie's very funny it's, it's lovable i
1: just bought us um, all on precinct 13.
4: it's nice to see john carpenter sounding a little lighter you know like he enjoyed it and, you know, and, and the fact that this movie drove him from Hollywood is kind of sad. He's <laughs> like, fuck this. I'm out.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it's it's one of the few films I, I would tell you, with, along with Scarface, um, An American Werewolf in London, at least that I can name off the top of my head right now, that I've, I've probably owned every viable version of a way to watch this movie, whether it's on digital, whether it's on DVD, VHS, the Scream Factory, special edition it's it's one of the ones that i i have to own and have in my collection any way that i can
1: yeah yeah i i uh i had on vhs um i don't i I think i had it on dvd at one point back when they were like the clamshell dvds um but uh yeah and we have this the screen or the shop factory version as now because we bought that pretty recently um but yeah because i was like i have to have big trouble in little china and sean was like i see that i can understand
2: Mm-hmm. absolutely
1: but i'm usually one I'm like I we have to have this movie and he's like okay I'm like i just got that maniac to this set and like, oh my god it's beautiful but me and maniac you know anyway I, i'm seguing. um anybody else want to say anything before we start um hearing what fans had to say uh about this movie and things like that
2: well it's per usual i'm sure i'll think of something after i stop recording um
1: <laughs>
2: but no i right. I'll, I'll save i'll save what i got to say uh for my review
1: okay i i think i will too my my last little thoughts
0: what one um, thing i will say i'm actually kind of shocked there was never a video game for this
1: there Actually, was. it was on Commodore There was a before it did not do right. well,
0: but I but I mean, yeah, well, I figured because it, so much it must not because have, I haven't even heard of it. But like you would think now at this point, like PlayStation or, or Xbox would have like jumped all over this license, well, right? Especially
1: now. with all the you know, it's mostly our age group that uh, there's loves a, this movie that there's a board game, away.
0: yeah, that I know. It's <laughs> of oh, a board game, maybe two. I mean, maybe maybe nobody I don't think anybody really realizes now. Disney owns this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's now it's now officially a Disney movie. Jack Burton's a Disney hero. Is but he at that Maybe and
2: Grace
0: hey, and Law is a you princess. Maybe think Yeah, what?
2: Maybe he'll show up in uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness.
0: Dude, you know what? Too, yeah. if you think about it, this is like if Gaston actually had like um, morals. I'm yeah,
1: say like he's not yeah. a complete fucking dick like Gaston.
0: Yeah, but I'm right. saying, but like this, like Jack Burton's like the version of Gaston, that like, everybody like that. Oh, that
1: what, like what's Gaston. his
0: little, what's his little sidekick's name in that movie?
1: Little sidekick. Oh.
0: Uh, you and the Jason, Beast.
1: Jason. Master. Oh, um. um. Uh, LeFou. LeFou. Which this this cool. is
0: basically how LeFou sees him, is like Jack Burton, I think.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. But I like that uh, when they did the live-action remake and he was kind of in love with Gaston, made a lot yeah. of sense.
0: But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Carpenter rests his head on his money pillow that's made of, like, $100 bills. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Knowing right. that, that this is not a Disney movie and he's going to get a shit ton of money still from this movie. <laughs>
1: Where's my check?
0: Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, pay me. He'd yeah, like, basically, like, the Carpenter, like Mona fuck Luisa, you, pay me. He's like Mona Lisa and fucking parks and rec money, please.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to read, um, we got a lot of feedback on, um, Instagram and Twitter as we have been getting lately. Thank you so much listeners. Um, we really appreciate that. So I'm going to shout out some, uh, one is from our friend, uh, Daniel nightmare nerd, Ryan. He says batshit insanity and it's glorious. Me asking, this is me asking everyone's thoughts on this movie. Um, Um, at ISO Jackson says one of the best films ever made a classic from my childhood Uh, uh, surprise and no surprise uh, all of these are raving reviews Um, at Larry Medic says shook the pillars of heaven (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, at Roccola Del Rolo uh, to me one of my favorites as a child Uh, that's also a recurring theme Um, Friday Night Music Party uh, says, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. So many great quotes. Um Andy Centurion Stan Gorham says, I absolutely adore th- this movie, Carpenter having so much fun, and Russell killing it. Um sorry, my nose started running. Catch it. legalize NC says it's one of my top five favorites. Um I'm I'm trying to find uh, there's so many. Um Okay. Uh, uh ZX Scarecrow One says, "Like most of Carpenter stuff, it holds up and has really aged well." And my last one that I'll read because I could go on forever. Uh, there are so many at Movies Days with a Z. Uh, bloody marvelous, wickedly funny, wildly subversive, very ahead of its time. Gets better every time you watch it. This movie is a ride and a damn enjoyable one. Well said. These are all from Twitter. And- uh, there are some from Instagram. I'm so sorry, guys. I'll shout you guys out on the verses.
0: And Sean, um, did you just tell a dad joke? By the way, Yeah, I'm prone to do that from time to time. Okay, well, I mean, you are a dad. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, totally it caught, happens. Totally caught the actual. That, that'd be some shit that Jack Burton would say. See, you're you're like going in tune it's, with with what's going on.
2: Yeah, you know what old Sean Smith would say? <laughs>
1: that dude, yeah, the John say, Wayne voice.
0: Yeah, he'd say he'd say, <laughs> Yeah, well, David Green, Grum? let's go, go make me more money with Blumhouse shit. Let's go." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll take all your money. (laughs) Fuck you, bitch. Checks in the mail. (laughs) So
1: we got to do our verses.
4: For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get
5: ready to rumble!
1: Verses was put together by oh, oh sorry. I keep knocking in this goddamn thing. I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, was put together by Nico today. Um, and Who? it is <laughs> El Jefe del Hora.
2: Oh, that Nico. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nico nice here.
1: Um, and it is the verses is, and um, I'm gonna tell you this straight off. Everybody that I polled on Twitter and Instagram all agree, except for one person, as to who would win this fight. So our versus is McCready. Um, RJ McCready from The Thing, played by Kurt Russell, John Carpenter film, versus Snake Plissken from Escape from New York, uh, Escape from LA, uh, John Carpenter. So, have at it.
0: Uh, Listen, I love both characters. But I would have to say Snake Plissken just because he's one of the most badass motherfuckers to ever exist on film. Yeah, like legitimately one of my favorite characters ever created for anything is Snake yeah. Plissken. But mm-hmm. I love McCready, but Snake Plissken—he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, bad mother says on the wallet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> have to
2: agree. I'm gonna have to agree, and I'm, so I'm not two
1: for Snake. I don't,
2: I don't even need to give any context behind it, like. Snake Pliskin wins this.
1: I'm gonna yep. go with Macready.
2: Of course you um, are. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I already have my
1: mind made up. You son of a bitch! Wow. Son of a bitches. Oh.
2: Oh, coming in hot.
3: When
1: on don't couch. I come in hot? <laughs>
2: I'm always hot. Let me get my sleeping bag.
1: I'm always hot. Anyway, <laughs> I'm having body positivity right now.
2: Good. Anyway, good on you.
1: So I uh, I picked Macready, um, because. I just think there is a a coldness, it's not a badassery, it just is. He just takes charge, he he does what needs to be done. No qualms, no quibbles, no quips, he just does the damn fucking thing. And with just such a coldness that fits the movie's setting, um, I gotta go with McCready, sorry. Not sorry.
0: Alright, we'll let it slide.
1: You don't tell me what to do.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, got, he's got the intelligence and the smarts. I'm not denying that. It's just snake, snake Bliskin. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I like intelligence snake. and smarts. I think you. Can I'm going. I'm it. going
4: with Snake too because Thank he you. knows how to operate the hardware. He knows how to fly that glider.
5: Mm-hmm. He knows
4: how to operate all the weapons. I mean, you know, McCready can play chess against a computer until he loses.
1: <laughs> then he throws scotch in it. They're
4: a, scotch in it. <laughs> a scotch, cheating bitch. But. Uh, <laughs> I I like. I go, a, a chess I gotta,
1: player can think his way.
4: I gotta go with the uh, snake. I'm sorry. He's just more. He, he's more the bad. He's the experienced soldier. Yeah. He's been through it.
2: Crystal. Yes.
3: Huh.
2: Dave, I guess. A... I guess you're sleeping on the couch too, huh?
3: <laughs> I, I, mean, think have, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go with McCready. I think. I, I think in this one, I think he's got a depth. Perception advantage. Yes. Um,
4: <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Fuck y'all. Um,
3: cool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as as far as like outwitting and and, and all of that, I, I I gotta go with McCready. Thank I think you. he he thinks more ahead than Snake does. I think that um the advantage of him, you know, playing chess against a computer is that. He always has the next move planned ahead of the opponent. So, uh, you know, and he also had to figure out who, who was, you know, inevitably, you know, the thing. So I've got to go with McCready. Thank you. Oh. Um, Death um, perception.
0: What, what the Death
1: perception said? came up when I pulled people. Um, but I will tell you this, uh, Snake clearly won here. Um. I wonder if Erica was here if we'd have a tie.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Us ladies are like McCready. No. But uh, but um in the poll, um McCready won. Uh, only one vote for Snake. And I was through a lot of votes.
2: Wow. Yeah. Really surprising. I know a you guys of, probably
1: thought that was gonna be different. A lot, but, of people uh, haven't seen,
2: a lot of people haven't seen that movie. They're probably totally like, not. who the fuck is Snake Plissken?
1: No, a lot of people knew and they were like, Well, <laughs> they they brought up the death perception. We're um, they brought up the chess I mean these are all the things that I think about And I just think of like the way that he goes About things in the thing um, You know I'm just saying like That's that's the dude that's a solid Motherfucker he doesn't stop to quip He doesn't stop to fuck around He just does the damn thing whatever needs to be done He does it I'm just saying Like you can be a badass But if somebody can outsmart you And just get shit done Instead of stopping to be cool um, You're gonna win
0: all right, yeah, take think, it easy, but, but, jeez. But, but, but Snake Plissken was basically Nick Fury before Nick Fury was Nick Fury. Yeah, that's that's so, true. That that that's my argument for that.
1: No, I mean it is valid. So Snake wins here, but through a listener poll, uh, McCready won. So interesting that that worked out that way. I was curious how it was going to play out here. I thought it was
0: going to be a lot closer, honestly. Yeah. Right. yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was thinking like maybe we we I don't know. Yeah, I guess not. But that's okay. Um, Crystal and Eric just outnumbered tonight. We miss you, Erica. Yeah, if Eric and the thing
4: is, if Erica were here, she'd have an argument that would convince us all. You know, right? She, yeah, she would, she would have like the. I'm the convinced, it, but Erica,
1: Eric is way better than I am.
0: Yeah, she <laughs> would like true. have
4: the argument. You know, oh yeah, she's right. Oh
1: yeah. Um, I just convinced I figured, people with my charisma. She does it with I
0: really figured this would have been more of a Sophie's choice type of thing with, with those two because they're both beloved characters.
1: Oh well I'm not saying it's not I mean, clearly everybody thought about it, but I just came up with the same solution every time I thought around it. Every everything I came up with in my head, McCready one.
0: So you already thought too logical about this. Like you got to look at look at the badassery guys. Then it's <laughs> see,
1: look at that. That's the men. I mean I'm not trying to bring gender politics in this but I am.
0: No, you're um, 100% correct because Snake Plissken is like like of all the characters that Kurt Russell has played besides Wyatt Earp which yeah. by the way is awesome. Tombstone is I, hate, I I hate no. western but I put Tombstone is my favorite western.
1: Oh, and, I like Tombstone. But, I love like, western. If we're, being honest,
0: if we're being honest, the only I, I think one of the one of the key reasons that Tombstone is so beloved is not just because of him, Sam Elliott and the great weight. Bill Paxton, really is fucking Val Kilmer. It's fucking Doc Kilmer. I'm,
4: Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry.
0: Man. Yeah, I
4: yeah. was so like, in love with him fun.
1: in that movie. To I the, was just like Doc Holliday all fucking, Reverend fucking
4: to, to the, to You know, my
1: first point, novel was a Western.
0: Wait, To the point, by the way, that everybody forgets that there was an actual movie called Wired Up with Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid. Yeah, and it bombed because of how good fucking Tombstone was.
1: Yeah, because it came out at the same time as Hollywood. Yeah, it was like it was like
0: the whole howling American Werewolf thing. People still
1: fucking worship at the altar of Tombstone. I'm guilty. Um, it's a it's great for a modern western. Listen,
0: when when great. the when the phone pops came out, the only one I bought made sure to buy was the Doc Holiday one because oh, of how fucking, fucking great Mary. he was in the movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't know, man. That that. That, uh, that line that Kurt Russell
0: had, uh, you're going to do something? You're just going to stand there and bleed? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that like, no. he's, oh, he's, he's totally badass. Or, like, even when he gives like, the you tell him mom comment and hell's coming with me. Yeah. Perfect. But fucking Doc Holiday, man. Like, no, steals yeah, no. the whole fucking
2: movie. That was, that was peak Val Kilmer right there. Which, which no, the way, first, the first, scene, Kurt Russell's right first scene of
4: that movie when he comes out and the guy's beating his horse and he smacks him with the knotted rope and he says, Hurt, stone it. It's like yeah, yeah. That, that's like that. That's, <laughs> that's 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 your your first introduction to the character.
0: Yeah. Don't what hit I'm my saying, fucking I'm, horse. How how about Kilmer never again not get nominated for that movie? I, I mean, I know he's an asshole. Well, as you a, know who
1: a, won the awards out of those two was Wyatt Earp. Got all the I, critical I, acclaim.
0: I I know, but
1: I know, and that's bullshit. You know how I feel about critics. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. Man, that's but, crazy, man. Now I really hate him. Well, you know you know what it is, is because like Kevin Costner can do you no know, I think Kevin Costner's a boring motherfucker to be Thank honest you. with you. When <laughs> I, I went to
1: see Robin Hood cuz it looked exciting and I was like, wow, this movie
0: Listen, I might know. offend somebody when I say this and I'm sorry if I do, but I mean Kevin Costner to me is drier than a nun's twat. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to okay, say okay, it right now, I'm
1: going to say it. World,
0: that movie?
4: I'm going to say it right now. I like that movie. Uh. That movie tries, man. I, I, think, it tries. I think I would have
0: liked it better if he wasn't in it. There's a lot of, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. He's like Honestly, movie tries. I mean, it's got, like it. got all the Come nutrients
1: on. and vitamins in Honestly, it, but it's boring.
0: This is how much I don't like Kevin Costner. I, to this day, have never seen Bull Durham. And supposedly it's like the greatest baseball movie ever made. I'll never know. In my eyes, that's a league of their own and the Sandlot. Yeah, Feel
1: the dreams. Uh, no,
0: I've seen it, and it's boring as shit because of him. I He's like too Field fucking dry. <laughs> I, I think if, if it was literally anybody else but him, I would have liked it more. That's why I like I love a <laughs> league of their own. Yeah. Baseball. Well, like, Major League, Major League. Sorry. See, ma- Major League major is great. League. Yeah, that's bad, that's news, bears.
3: Yeah,
0: bad news. Bears. Oh my god, you're going like, way that's back. Good. But literally, anything with Kevin Costner, like I want to fucking blow my brains out. Like I, I've been watching oh, The Office. Wait, hold so, up, hold up. The Natural. Yeah. yeah. That's a good movie, because Robert Redford can act and make me care about yes, stuff. Yes, he can. Um, so, spoiler, like, surprisingly, and I actually live in Scranton, I'm actually binging The Office for the first time now on Peacock, and I'm almost done with it.
4: Some um, of the funniest shit I've ever seen.
0: It's funny, and I get all the local references that most people are like, is that real? And I tell them yes and no, which is fine. Um, but I have the Peacock where... Um, you get the ads and there's always an ad for Yellowstone with Kevin Costner and I like want to punch my phone every time he comes on the screen <laughs> <laughs> even I like the delivery I that, like he, that he, he well even on, on TV because I have the one with the ads but they they keep advertising oh watch Yellowstone watch Yellowstone I'm like why Kevin Costner sucks open range great movie sorry I'm about that
3: Water
0: yeah Waterworld is fucking garbage because of him <sighs> You hurt me. Dennis, Dennis Hopper makes that movie good because of fucking Dennis it Hopper. Cut me deep, Shrek. Sorry, donkey.
4: <laughs> but I like water.
0: Sorry, donkey. <laughs>
1: so the well, time has come.
2: I was going to say, speaking of shitty reviews.
1: Yes. <laughs> hey, that was a good
2: one. It was a good one. She's getting good at this. Yeah. Good try. Shitting on
5: these haters, I be shitting on these haters. Sh 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 shitting on these haters,
2: I be shitting on these 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 haters like I took a laxative. Damn, boy. What the fuck? So I got some, I got some stinkers for you. Um, I was actually shocked. Uh, there were quite a few. Uh stinkers for this film stupid people but
0: but 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 are you really shocked at this point i mean
2: like everybody
1: likes you i gotta hate it
0: yeah i mean there's there's people that voted for an orange guy so yeah just saying a lot of stupid right you got that right
2: so we're gonna we'll get right into this um our first one is from Srock. s-r-o-k one time my boyfriend obviously now my ex was going to the video store, and I asked him to rent me The Sorcerer's Apprentice. He came wow. back he came back, and had rented me this instead, saying this movie is just the same, but better. I hated this movie. Um, our next one is Kobe Rules. None of this makes any sense. The effects look hokey as all get out, and I still have no idea why this film exists. Uh, Next one is from David Hart. Very disappointing. I love Kurt Russell, but this surely must be the worst movie he has ever appeared in.
1: Don't call me Shirley.
2: (laughs) Uh, Grace Tarducci says, started with human trafficking and only got more racist from there. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Kyle Garvey says, uh, satirizing. Hold on. Let me start this over. Kyle Garvey says, uh, satirizing busy but shallow Asian stereotypes of all queer, magical thinking, silly fighting nuttiness? Better not make your satire a dippy, weak scripted crap thing itself. Kurt Russell's mulleted, unfunny hick. Kurt Russell is a mulleted, they wrote this all fucked up. Kurt Russell is a mulleted, unfunny hick. And he's surrounded by nothing that charms slash amuses, and everything that offends slash annoys. Uh, Lance says the least inspired, most half-assed fighting sequences I've ever seen. A stuntman's abortion of an action flick.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> Yep, you fucking eye
2: And last but not least, the mood is wrong says... I had big trouble making it through this goddamn movie. (laughs) It's funny and
1: enjoyable. (laughs) God, where's the joy in your life? I know. So, it's my turn.
2: Go for it.
1: I shall rebut. (laughs) I've got. Um, it's no surprise. Uh, this is a 10 out of 10 awesome theme songs uh, for me. Oh,
5: okay. I fucking love the big trouble.
1: Song. Oh, China.
5: China. <laughs> my
1: fucking so jam right there. That uh, hurts. John Carpenter, big trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Um, this movie, it, it's one of those movies. we I talk about nostalgia fucking with people all the time. And this one doesn't fuck around it, it's like I loved it as a kid I loved it as a teen I love it as an adult you know I love it into my middle age um I, I'm never tired of it it's always entertaining it always makes me laugh even though I know it's gonna happen um everything about it's cool I love the fight scenes I love the you know the kind of like Asian inspired synth wave sound we got going on I I, I love it I'm here for it The characters are really fun and enjoyable and lovable. All of them in their own way. Um, You know, um, our buddy Roger Ebert famously hated this film. Um, So that means it's good. Um, (laughs) Because fuck Roger Ebert, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, We just don't agree on films. Um, But uh, yeah, so i had to throw in our, i throw in our ebert usual shit but uh everyone's to hell like a film that's good but uh you know um yeah i i just there's there's nothing wrong with this movie you can look and you can look and if you want to start picking things apart i guess you could but like why would when i'm watching this movie i can't even pick it apart it's just really a fun ride it's never a dull moment It's really funny. It's got cool action scenes that I enjoy because it's, you know, kung fu and shit. And I love that. And, um, you know, when it's more action of we do have guns in this with like shooting that can get a little boring, but they keep it from being boring uh, because they'll have guns, but they're still going to fucking fist fight and and kick each other in the face and do like wire foo and shit. I, I love that. Um, So, yeah, I love the action. I love all the hybrid stuff. There's a little bit of horror. There's a little bit of sci-fi, a lot of fantasy, a lot of action, just comedy. The comedy is gold, fucking gold. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 awesome theme songs.
2: And I'm going to give this a 9.99999999 out of 10 exploding thunders. And uh, the only reason... It didn't get a ten, is because it's not the thing, and the thing is a ten for me. You can't. I did. Yeah. God damn yes, it. you can. It's my yes, review. It's my review. No. You're the boss in the house. I'm the boss out here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i boss in there, oh, and I'm boss ow, out like here. Remember
2: that worked out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't work last time either. Um, you know, I I love this movie. I love this movie so much. It is so nostalgic for me. It takes me back to being a kid. Like Crystal said, watched the absolute fuck out of this film uh, growing up, and it, there's not a, there's not a thing about this film that I don't like. Uh, I, I love Kurt Russell as the bumbling idiot. I guess maybe if I had to take that that point zero 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 one off, it's because of his hair. Like,
1: but it's Kurt Russell,
2: yeah, but you know. I had I had that hair in the eighties and
1: but you're not Kurt Russell either. You're wasn't right. That I'm not.
2: Yeah. I'm not. You're Jason Blum. And it wasn't glorious on me and it's not glorious on him. It is too. No. Um but yeah, it's I love this film. I love everything about this film. Um, so yeah, nine point I'm not saying it again, uh, out of ten, exploding thunders. <laughs> I'll
0: go. Um obviously it's a 10 out of 10 Jack Burton tank tops for this. Um yes. if, if the thing is Carpenter's masterpiece for full-on horror, this is his masterpiece for pretty much genre bending in general. Like literally, I said it earlier. It's like there was a blank cam- canvas, and at this point in his career, he was like, Well, fuck it, how much more can they hate me? I could throw whatever I want in this and let's see what sticks. Throwing a bunch of paintballs like the living color fucking opening, you know, sequence on that, and we got magic out of this literal magic because there's a lot of magic in the movie. Um, the theme song fucking slaps, as the kids say. Still,
2: it's, it's a it's a,
0: it's, a, it's a it's a banger. Do they um, say that
2: though? Do they?
0: They do. They do, they do actually. Bop. I see they it the place?
3: It slaps. Um,
0: <laughs> the it's got kung fu. It's horror. It's sci fi. It's got a bunch of Asian culture that, that opened a lot of people up, you know, in, in addition to, I would say, at that time when the Karate Kid was out even, um, and when the martial arts um, kind of exploded again in, like, the early to mid-'80s. Um, this this was just carpenters having fun, just saying, fuck it, you're going to hate it anyway, so I might as well just do what the fuck I want to do anyway at this point. Um, basically, like we said earlier, this is, like, if if Han Solo was a halfwit
5: <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: and, it, and, it, and it works. Um, Kurt Russell's fucking perfection in this. The, I mean, the whole cast is firing on all cylinders, but really, it's it's all Kurt Russell in this. He is, and we, we said earlier, like, L- Lopin is one of the most underrated villains, I, I feel like, in, in movies. He's fucking amazing, like play to the T by by James Hong, who still does conventions in his 90s and dresses up as fucking Lopan. Yes, he does. And didn't really That's age. So badass. He's, you would you would think he would look like the old man Pan in the beginning of the fucking he does it. He looks exactly like yeah. the sorcerer Pan. Yeah. The fact that this also inspired Mortal Kombat even though they won't admit to it but we all know better because we're we smart know. oh yeah <laughs> you know well Lo, Lo pan is basically both forms of lopan is shang song mm-hmm. and then we got raiden out of this shit too yeah um yeah 10 out of 10 fucking jack burton tank tops movies fucking it's it it's actually it, it hasn't even aged it's still timeless yeah i'll agree with that i'll, I'll go i'll go that far it's still timeless. <laughs>
4: A lot of people agree <laughs> with that, yeah. A lot of our listeners. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go. God, I feel so bad. I can only give this one 8 out of 10 Al Leong appearances, because I love him in this and everything he's ever in, Yeah, uh, including Die Hard. Remember when he grabbed the candy bars out of the thing? <laughs> Everybody loves him in that. I think the reason this movie uh, isn't my favorite John Carpenter movie is because most of the times I watched it, I was forced to, rather than by choice. Because, like, like I said, we would go rent a movie and i wanted to watch the fog or the thing and my buddy be like no let's rent the big trouble little china you want to see john carmen like, yeah i don't know and also i'm not a huge kung fu aficionado i don't really know much about kung fu movies i just don't know much about them
1: i'm older we're we're going to expose you
4: i just did i don't know much about kung fu movies uh, i i do love this movie it's it's extremely charming this movie wins you over with its goofiness uh, particularly kurt russell's performance he's just this big goofball i love the fact that that he's not the hero he thinks he's the hero but he's really not he's just a big dumb white guy you know just bumbling through this fucking movie uh the real hero is of course uh dennis dunn uh who has great hair by the way i love his hair in this he's got that yeah. great kind of spiky hair
1: yeah it <laughs> looks rad
4: but i don't know i guess uh this movie just doesn't ring all my bells being not a big kung fu fan and loving my john carpenter you know i like the uh, the dead the undead you know lepers stabbing the eyes out of you know crackers on a fishing boat that's what I want from my John Carpenter you know <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: bugflower
4: <Buck> <laughs> right like exactly you, know, you see that I, I don't know I, I I feel like if I gave it more than eight I would be uh, dishonoring the fog and Escape from New York and Christine and Christine and Halloween no. I, I don't know. No. You no, see? For, oh, don't, don't even start me. I'm no, but I'm not no saying really you see how mood. many movies
0: he's got. By the way, that you're like, damn, like this one and this one and this one. Yeah. I
1: said he was prolific.
0: Hmm. No, no, I'm saying, but like that's what I mean. He's just he just named like like three or four like quick.
4: Yeah, and and John Carpenter, if you if you took like the ten greatest horror movies in my opinion of all time, John Carpenter's got five of them. You know. Yeah. So yeah. It's not to take anything away, it's just not might go to john carpenter and i apologize and we'll apologize. i apologize and I'll, I'll turn in my i'll turn in my resignation
0: after the show on that side opinion. of the couch by the way yeah. the look on the side of the couch you were just getting <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. what
3: happened
0: the look. the look
1: through
3: the camera you were also getting Oh, my turn.
4: More more coherent than I was.
3: Oh, okay. More more coherent? Please. Uh, So I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 Coke nails, uh, because Lopin had some awesome pinky Coke nails going on. Uh, This may be, like I said, I watched this with my dad, like, constantly growing up uh, and enjoyed it, Um, but... Uh, I, I am a true horror fan. This this was a great comedy movie, uh, and I enjoyed Kurt Russell in this. I love Disney Kurt Russell, uh, so this is kind of like you know dopey kind of stumbled into hero Kurt Russell, if if you will. He he is not <laughs> he is not main character, but he thinks he's main character. Uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, this had some great things going for it. Um, I like that uh, Lo Pan is Mr. Ping, uh and that is uh, Kung Fu Panda's dad. Uh, I, I love that. Um, but uh, overall, I think for me, that this is kind of one of those that's stuck in the 80s type movies. And so if there's uh, like a, a reboot of it, I'd like to see what they could do because there's some things that in this movie that, I don't think going forward in a reboot that they could do today. Um, So I'd like to see what they could do, especially if The Rock was going to star in it. I think some of the campiness or some of the um, uh, vocabulary that they used or some of the gags that they used, I don't think they could use today. Um, So uh, I I love that um, this inspired Raiden. Uh, I love that this inspired some other characters from Mortal Kombat, um, but for me, it's an eight out of ten Coke nails.
1: Awesome, Nico and I are going to die on the hill of this movie. Yeah,
5: <laughs> that, that's all right.
1: Right with that, I'm usually alone, so it's nice to have company. Um,
2: no, I oh, love it. Like, not a bad movie. Or? No, no, it's not.
1: No, but I felt like a lot of like it was comparing it to other either Kurt Russell or the thing movies. And I try not to, you know, or, or his other horror stuff. And, and I'm like, I don't like to do that with movies, but, and, and I'm not telling anybody how to review stuff. This is just how I review. I try to take everything on its own. And so I'm always like, giving the eyebrow, people like, oh, you can't yeah. hear it.
0: I know. I, I, I agree with that. Just because this, this movie means so much to us, I guess. So
1: it does. It is it, so important. And it's one of the few, That held up nostalgia-wise and and current-wise for me. So, you know, I I have to give it a 10 for that. Like, that's hard to do. Um, So, you know, but, like, nobody's score is ever wrong. You get to defend it any way you want. None of you are wrong. And don't ever apologize. Ever. Um, God damn it, I keep doing that. Maybe I shouldn't drink. Um, (laughs) This is why I don't really drink. I'm a lightweight. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, like, don't ever apologize for your opinions, for your reviews. We're not about that here. You, it, it, it should be a sorry, not sorry. Um, we don't we do not do that here. So you guys do you, and I'm going to do me, and it, we're all going to be happy about it. So it's okay. No one's wrong. Except when they are. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not>
5: kidding. <laughs>
1: kidding. Anyway, um, this has been a great talk, and it was so fun to revisit a movie that means so much to me. And uh, it's just a joy. I mean, nobody can disagree with that. It's it's fun. It's fun to watch. So uh, so thank you guys so much for being here and for talking about this movie with me.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what good old Candy says at a time like
5: this. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck <laughs> I yourself, John. It'll do Sean. the John
1: Wayne boys the very well. but in I keep the rising. mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love
5: wait, you
1: um... all. Oh, oh, yeah, thanks, we love yeah, you all. And- Again, love thank you, guys. you for being here. I, I appreciate each and every one of you and your views, and I respect them. Absolutely. And I love you for them.